Hey guys, welcome to the weekly podcast of Encounter Church, Sedalia, Missouri. It's our prayer that this message is a blessing and an encouragement to your life. If you want more information about Encounter Church, please go to our website, EncounterChurch.ag. Thanks again. Enjoy the message. Today, I'm going to do my absolute best to give you a, a clear description of where we are headed as a church. But I will say to you, honestly, not every detail is worked out. Some things we'll have to figure out as we're going along, right? Have you ever attempted something new and you get right in the middle of it and you realize, wow, I got to tweak that a little bit. I got to adjust that just a little bit. That's what we're going to do as a church. We've got the the dream. We've got the vision. We've got the calling. We've got the mandate of God. And we're moving forward on that. But as we're going down this track, we're continuously listening to God. We're continuously saying, Lord, what do you have? Lord, what is this next step? Lord, is there something that I need to adjust? God, is there something I need to change? Because if we just jump into this, this thing wholeheartedly, knowing that it's God's will, but from this point on, we close our ears, we close our mind, and we do it on our own, guess what? We're going to mess up. We're going to stumble all over ourselves. So today, we're going to really dive in and discover what God has for us. Our text is found in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, and it simply says this, I don't mean, Paul is writing here, he says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. Anybody in the house reached perfection yet? Anybody in Warrensburg, any of you guys received perfection? You've achieved it yet? No, none of us. None of us have. So what's he say? But... I haven't achieved it yet. I haven't claimed it yet. I haven't grabbed a hold of it yet, but I press on. Look at your neighbor. Say, I press on. I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Now now last week, let me pause for a moment. Last week we celebrated as a church. If you weren't here, you missed it. I mean, we had a great time celebrating 2020. And yes, there were great things to celebrate in 2020. There are things that we want to push aside and, and get rid of. But there were some great things that God accomplished in the year 2020 in and through Encounter Church. But if all we do is rest on the celebration of yesterday, if all we do is rest on the accomplishments that are behind us, then we'll never have a forward motion with the things of God. Today we're pressing forward. We're taking possession of that perfection for which Christ first possessed us. Verse 14 I press on, here he is again, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling who? Us. Every one of us. You see, together as a body of believers, we are the church. Sure, individually we're the church. 
But corporately, we must work together. We must get on this race. we got to get on this calling. We've got to grab a hold of this vision and take possession of that which Christ first possessed us. So two times, twice in these three simple verses, Paul uses the word press. It comes from the original Greek word dioko, which simply means or describes a hunter that's eagerly pursuing its prey. Do I have any hunters in the house? I know some of you, you guys, you guys aren't being very eager this morning. I know some of you are hunters. I've watched videos of some of you stepping out on the back porch before school. Come on, somebody. Some of you saw that video of Jake. I mean, stepping out of the backyard, he's an eager, he's like, there's a deer, it's going down, I got to get to school, but I got time. <laughs> so this idea of pressing on, this idea of pressing forward, is that kind of excitement, is that kind of passion. Look, I know it's going to take me some time. I know it's not the, the time that I was thinking I was going to equip right now, but, but I've got to press on. I've got to pursue this. I've got to take possession of this. It lies in front of me. Now is the time. Twice he uses this idea. And I wonder, are we as a church, are you as an individual, are you pursuing the things of God? Are you pursuing the calling of God, a, a relationship with God? With this same determination. It was theologian Warren Wearsby that once said it this way, a man does not become a winning athlete by listening to lectures, by watching movies, reading books, or cheering at the game. He becomes a winning athlete by getting into the game and what? Determining to win. Let me read that last portion again. He becomes a, a winning athlete by getting into the game and determining to win. What are you doing to become a winning disciple of Jesus Christ? In your personal life, what is it you are doing? What task are you taking possession of? What are you determined to accomplish in order to become a winning disciple of Jesus Christ? What are we as a church doing to become a winning church for the kingdom of God? Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying so that we get some sort of glory or get some sort of praise. No, that's not what this is about. Man, if that's your goal, you're in this for the wrong purpose. We've got to give God the glory. We've got to give God the praise. Our pursuit as a church is to win the lost, to equip the lost, to reach them where they are. But if all we do is read a book, even if it's this book, if all we do is, is read a book, 
Maybe clap our hands every now and again, lift our hands to heaven every once in a while, but we never get into the game. Are we really making forward motion for the kingdom of God? Let that sink in for a moment. If all we do is read the book, if all we do is clap our hands, cheer every once in a while, but we never get into the game. Are we making any progress for the kingdom of God? In the fall of 2020, I began to seek after God. Lord, what do you have for 2021? What does it look like? What are you, what's the word for the year? What are you speaking to encounter church? And here's what I felt God was telling me. 2020 is going to be the year of advance. Advance simply means to move forward in a purposeful way. So we as a church can't sit idly by. We can't just let the world pass us by. But we've got to passionately pursue the things of God. We've got to take possession of the things of God. We've got to advance the kingdom of God. We are called to advance in all areas of our walk with Jesus Christ. If I was to be honest with you this morning, the church corporately, the American church, has been guilty of just sitting back and never really advancing. The Christian individually is guilty of letting someone else make an advance and just sitting on the sideline. Oh, we may be guilty every now and again of posting something on social media saying, I can't believe the mess our world's in. But that's the limit to getting in the game. Can I just be honest with you? That's not getting into the game. That's being that sideline dad that yells at the ref. We as a church, we as a church, we are called to advance the kingdom of God. Therefore, that's exactly what Encounter Church is going to do. This morning, I want to give you just a couple of extremes that we've got to avoid, and then we're going to jump into the meat of the message today. Extreme number one is this. Oftentimes, we think, well, we must do everything. We begin to look at all the needs all around us. We realize that there's a shortage over here and a lack of something over there and a problem over here in our community and, and whatnot. And we think we've got to accomplish everything. We've got to do it all. In other words, we attempt to be a church of jack of all trades. The problem is when we have this mentality Oftentimes, we're the master of none. Sure, we're doing a lot, but we're really not accomplishing anything of lasting value, and nothing is done with utmost excellence. One of our core values as a church, and by the way, I'm going to throw several of our core values out this morning as well as our mission, but one of our core values says this, we pursue excellence. Because God deserves 
excellence. Now listen carefully. It doesn't say we're perfect. We're going to fall short from time to time. Why? Because we're human. And the Bible says every one of us falters. But we're going to pursue excellence. We're going to press toward excellence. Just like a, a, a hunter pursues, eagerly pursues the prey, we're going to pursue excellence. Why? Because God deserves excellence. Do you agree with that? Does God deserve excellence? Absolutely. Then we must do everything in our ability to make sure that excellence is accomplished in our services, in our activities, in our outreach, in our, in our giving of our time, in everything that we do. Therefore, if it can't be done with excellence, listen carefully, if we can't accomplish it with excellence, we're not going to do it. So what are we going to do? We're going to discover who we are in Christ. We're going to wrap ourselves around our mission. We're going to figure out what God's called Encounter Church to do. Then we're going to do it. The second extreme is this. The first is I must do everything. The second is this. God must do everything. Sometimes we're so guilty of saying things like this. Well, when God begins to move, when God begins to do something, I'll let him then. But until then, I'm just going to sit right here and I'm going to wait. The problem with this mentality is many times God is waiting for us to make a move. Right? It's time for the church, it's time for us, the people of God, to stop sitting on the sidelines and begin to make motion, forward motion, pressing in and advance for the kingdom of God to accomplish the task for which God has set before us. St. Augustine once said it this way. And I'm going to jump here for a moment. Pray as though everything depended on God. Work as though everything depended on you. I mean, we're going to seek after God. We're going to call out to God. This is our week of prayer. Tonight, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, each night this week, we're going to call out to God. Lord, what do you have for this year, God? Would you use us, Lord? We're making ourselves available to you. We've got to pray as it depends upon us, on God. But We've got to work as if it depends upon us. We've got to get out there and do something. Mark Batterson once said it this way. If you want to see God move, make a move. If you want to see God begin to do something, guess what? Do something. Stop sitting on the sideline. Stop watching the world pass you by. For Encounter Church, that means we once again return to our core values and our mission. Another core value says this, we don't maintain, we multiply. In other words, we're not going to say, well, it's worked for the last 45 years just staying right here and we're just going to stay there. That doesn't work, does it? And I hate that old saying, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
Well, sometimes things need to be broken because they're really not working. They appear to be working. They're, they're accomplishing a function of some sort, but sometimes that function isn't the right function. And we've got to remove that and begin to press forward in something else. We've got to make things happen. We've got to work with all of our might. We don't maintain. We multiply. We're advancing the kingdom of God, advancing the message of Jesus Christ. Why? Because another mission of ours, core value of ours, is we are about the mission. We are about the mission. Now, this could be taken two ways. One, the Great Commission Go into all the world and make disciples. That's what, our, that's what we're called to do as individuals, as Christians. The moment you give your life to Christ, you're called to begin to reproduce yourself. For, for us personally, as a church, our mission is this love, reach, empower. In other words, love God and love people. Now, that order is vitally important. Because it's hard to do it the other way. Without loving God, sometimes it's hard to love people. Right? Let's be completely transparent here. Sometimes people are hard to love. But if we will begin to love God first, if we'll begin to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, if we will love him with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength. Can I just tell you, the second half of that love is a whole lot easier. It's easier to love people when you truly love God. I'm not just talking about come to church. There's a difference. A person can come to church every day of their life and never make a commitment to Jesus Christ. See, what we're talking about is not a, a religious timestamp. What we're talking about is a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What we're talking about is surrendering ourselves completely and wholly to Him. And when we do that, when we begin to seek after Him, everything else just falls into place. Loving people is so much easier. So we love and then we reach. We reach up. We make a connection with God. We reach in. We make the adjustments on the inside. Then we reach out to those outside of these walls to make the impact, the advance for the kingdom of God. And then we empower. We empower others to be disciples. That means we simply reproduce ourselves. We train up other workers, other leaders, other followers, other people that will train up other people that will train up other people for the kingdom of God. Well, pastor, I don't know that if that applies to me. I'm not a pastor or a teacher. Are you a Christian? Because if you've given your life to Jesus Christ, guess what? That's your calling to go and make disciples. That's in power. Every one of us are called to do that. Again, St. Augustine, pray as though everything depended on God. Work as though everything depended on you. That leads me to another core value. We value prayer, not mere chatter. We're not just going to talk about it. We're going to pray about it. We're going to say, Lord, 
How is this able to be accomplished? God, what can we do? Lord, what is your plan? Lord, what do you want us to do? Every Monday, our staff, we begin our Monday with a time of prayer. We gather together, we take prayer needs, and then we separate all throughout the building, and we just spend time in prayer. Lord, work in this week. God, work in this situation. God, step in and show off and do what you do best. We are about prayer. Again, this week, I challenge you, be a part each night of this week of prayer. So I want to give you four keys to achieving your God-given goal, your God-given goal. And in the midst of this, I'm going to give you some things for this year. Key number one is this, identify where you are. Why is that important? Because until you identify where you are, there's no way you can figure out how to get to where you're going. Let me say that again, because some of you just looked at me like I have no idea what that means. Until you identify where you are, there's no way you can figure out how to get where you're going. If you don't believe that, turn your location notification off on your phone and ask that little gal, and I'm not going to say her name because everybody in the room will go, bing! Ask her to take you someplace. She will say something like, I don't know where you are. And because she doesn't know where you are, she doesn't know how to tell you to get where you need to go. We as a church, we've got to know where we are. Paul said it this way, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. Paul says, I will readily admit to you, I have not yet arrived where I need to be. I've done a self-examination. I've done a once over in my life, and I realize there's some shortcomings, some faltering that's taking place. I haven't quite achieved what I need to achieve for the kingdom of God. This evaluation is so important for the church. I've told you this before, but as a staff, we do this on a regular, almost weekly basis, evaluating and reevaluating where we are as a church. Because if we fail to evaluate and discover where we are as a people, specifically as a church, we'll never truly advance for the kingdom of God. Why? Because we'll be stuck in the ruts of yesterday. We'll just hang out where we've always been. This is where we found ourselves as a church in the spring of 2020. We had been talking about church planning for several years. In fact, I did some research this week and realized that the first time that I brought this idea of multi-site and church plant to the congregation in a vision casting service was January the 11th, 2015. That was the first time that I've mentioned this dream that God had placed in our hearts to multi-site and plant churches around the area. So for the next five years, what did we do? We put money back every so often as a board. Anytime we had a little bit here, a little bit there, we placed into a church plant fund, and we kept dreaming of a day. We had it on our agenda 
as items in progress on our board, board agenda every month. We kind of talked about it in passing, but never really made an advance. We just kind of hung out and we said, one day, one day, we're going to begin to reach beyond this building. One day, we're going to launch campuses around the area. But it was early into 2020 that God began to challenge my heart. And I shared it with the board that it was time that we stop dreaming a dream and begin to move into reality. It was time that we advance for the kingdom of God. It's time that we press in, that we eagerly, passionately pursue that which God has placed in front of us. So we set a tentative goal, a fall of 2021 on the calendar. We didn't have any details at that point. But we knew that we had to climb out of the ruts of dreaming and into the land of reality. I'm happy to tell you that now we have moved that date up pending architects and construction. We've moved that date up to Easter 2021 to where we'll officially launch our Warrensburg campus. Yes, we have, it's going on right now, but it's kind of in a, in a holding land as we make the progress. And we're going to talk about what's happening out there in this meantime in just a few moments. But the goal is to launch it for the community on Easter 2021. That's not very far away. Easter's going to be here fast. Less than two months three months. I was doing math. Takes me a moment. Our second key is this. So the first, we've got to identify where we are. The second is we have to take ownership of your calling. Take ownership of your calling. Paul said it this way. I press on to what? Possess. In other words, I press on to take possession of that. That perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. I hear your question, but pastor, is now really the time to push forward in a campus launch? I mean, we're just coming out of 2020. We're still in the midst of global pandemic I mean, there's so much uncertainty around us. And really, honestly, that's a question that I had asked of me by one of our staff and also by one of our board members. Is now the time? And I felt deep down in my heart that yes, yes, now is the time. I believe that God is saying to us, yes, now is the time. Why? Because the same God that placed that passion in our hearts pre-COVID is the same God that is with us today. When God told us to step out of the rut and then COVID started, he didn't go, oops. I shouldn't have told him that when all of this was starting. Right? I look across our culture. I look across our society. And I realize that there are people dying every single day and going to a devil's hell. Why? Because they haven't been reached by the gospel. 
I believe that we as a church must pray as, it, as if it depends on God and work as if it depends upon us. We are gonna bathe this thing, continue to bathe this thing in prayer. We're gonna step out and take ownership of, to take possession of this advancement that God has placed before us. Why? Because he placed the calling on our hearts for such a time as this. That should be enough to shake us up. That God's called us to make an impact for his kingdom. To challenge us to take ownership of the calling that he's placed in front of us. And I believe that for the past several years that God has been working in Encounter Church. So that now in this time of uncertainty, he can work through Encounter Church. Amen. I believe that since that first day in January the 11th, 2015, when God laid this passion on our hearts, when God laid this calling on our hearts, I believe that God began to work in us, to prepare us, to get us ready in the midst of uncertainty, to continue to move forward so he can work through each and every one of us as a church to advance hope to advance joy, to advance love in a world that's so far away from him. Now is our time to take ownership of the calling to begin to advance. Our third key is this, identify the plan. That's what Paul does in verse 13. He says, no, dear brothers, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Paul says, I've got to eliminate the distractions. I've got to get rid of the excuses. I've got to focus in on, on this one thing. Forget the past and look forward to what lies ahead, to advance for the kingdom of God. If we as a church are truly going to make the advancement that God has placed upon our hearts, then we must remove the distractions. We've got to remove the excuses. And guess what? We have to get in the game. It's time to stop sitting on the sideline. We must begin to press forward with all of our might for this launch to truly advance for the kingdom of God. It's going to take many of us stepping up to the plates. We're going to need families that will accept the call to go with the launch. If you're currently at this campus, if you're in Warrensburg, remain in the launch. We're going to need workers in all areas of ministry, in kids, in youth, in greeters, in ushers, in coffee bar, in safety team, in worship team, in media. The list goes on and on. We're going to need many people to accomplish this calling from God. 
We need people from both campuses to step up and say, I want to be a part of advancing Encounter Church for the glory of God so that we can reach the lost at any cost. Some of you have asked me, what is it going to look like? What is the service going to look like? What's the church going to look like? I've never even been to that church. I don't know anything about it. Let me give you kind of a Reader's Digest version. Some of you just understood that, and I dated myself, and some of you have no clue what Reader's Digest is. I'm going to give you a nutshell explanation. First of all, our goal is to make the Warrensburg campus, there are, well, let me, let me back up. There are many different ways to do multi-site. We've done a lot of research. We've talked to a lot of people. I've had many meetings. I've read many books. I've been to, to seminars, you name it. We've talked about multi-site, trying to figure out what is the best mode of attack. And here's what I feel that God is calling us to do. We're kind of going with a, a franchise mentality. What do I mean by that? Well, when you walk into a Chick-fil-A, besides feeling the glory of God, um, when you walk into a Chick-fil-A, regardless where that Chick-fil-A is, you know that it's what? Chick-fil-A. If you walk into Taco Bell, regardless where it is, you know it's what? Taco Bell. Why? Because they've got a plan. They've got a a color scheme. They've got a a feel. They've got an environment. They've got all these things that they they put into every one of their locations. You go to Chick-fil-A, I guarantee you, 45 times, somebody's going to say, my pleasure. Right? Why? Because that's part of the DNA of Chick-fil-A. So that's what we want to attempt with this location. That when you walk into Encounter Church, whether it be the Sedalia location or whether it be the Warrensburg location, when you walk in that building, it may have a a slightly different feel. I mean, if you go to Walmart, there's all sorts of different ways they lay those things out. You may walk in and sometimes the pharmacy is on this side, sometimes it's that side, but it's still Walmart, right? So we may walk in and the building layout may be a little different, but the feel is going to be the same. The DNA of Encounter Church, the mission, love, reach, and power, the core values, they're all going to be the same. Why? Because we're one family. We just happen to be in two different locations. The majority of the time, Pastor Matthew, our campus pastor for the Warrensburg campus, I'm excited to have him and his wife a part of the team For the majority of the time, Pastor Matthew is going to be preaching live there. They'll have a live worship team and live preaching. But there will be times that I will go that direction and I will preach out at the Warrensburg campus and and somebody else will preach here at the Sedalia campus. Maybe it's Pastor Matthew. Maybe it's one of the other staff. We'll have somebody here, but We're continuing to have people at both locations staying in the same vein of messages or even sermon series. Why? So that we can maintain an idea of unity. Now, there will be times, like this morning, where we will broadcast live to the Warrensburg campus. There may be times that that we feel it's important that we, we talk to both campuses at once. Vision casting is a 
a prime example of that. We just need to speak into the hearts of the full body at one time. Our fourth key. Number one, identify where you are. Number two, take ownership of your calling. Number three, identify the plan. And number four, never move forward halfway. Never move forward halfway. Philippians chapter three, verse 14. I press on to reach the midpoint. Is that what Paul says? No. He says, I press on to reach the end of the race. There's a goal in mind to receive a heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Now remember, we value excellence because God deserves excellence. Therefore, we're going to strive to make this advance with utmost excellence. God never called us to start and not finish. He called us to accomplish the task at hand. So we're going to do everything we can to advance in that way. In this mid-time right now, prior to the launch for the next three months, we're going to be doing some remodel at the Warrensburg campus. I've got the architect drawing up some plans. We're going to expand the bathrooms. I'm pausing for a moment because the people in Warrensburg are cheering. Right now there's one stool in each restroom and how many of you know that's not going to cut it? We're going to expand the bathrooms. We're going to remove some walls, expand the lobby, modify the kitchen into a coffee bar area, rearrange the children's area, set up child check-in, all these things. And guess what? We're going to need all hands on deck. We're going to need the church to get on the field. We're going to need some of you to help us in this construction time. Some of you love to tear stuff up. We're going to do some of the demolition ourselves. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of excited about that. Sledgehammer, wall, sounds like a fun time. But we're going to need individuals that step in to help us to accomplish this task. We're going to need other individuals to help us train up new leaders in, in children's ministry. If you're currently in children's ministry, we may ask you to help us train up workers in children's ministry. I'm going to ask you to reproduce yourself in your area of ministry. I'm going to ask you to prayerfully consider, Lord, would you have me? Would you have my family? Would you have us go with this campus? Just shy of 20,000 people live in that area. 61%, only 61, I'm sorry, only 39% have said they have any connection with church. I mean, 61% have no connection with Jesus Christ. Roughly 12,000 people are lost without a relationship with Jesus. And we hear statistics like that oftentimes from our missionaries. 
They're standing up here and they're saying, well, in this particular third world country, only X amount of the people know Jesus Christ and this amount are lost. But I want you to know that's 30 minutes away. We've got to reach the lost. Those numbers, that doesn't include the college campus. We're working diligently trying to get a campus ministry, Chi Alpha, established on the college campus. It's going to take a couple of year process, but I'm working with leadership right now to make that happen. We're working with the Air Force Base. That number of 12,000 doesn't include many of those in Whiteman Air Force Base. We're going to begin to partner with Whiteman. I've already been over there, had a meeting with one of the chaplains, gave us a tour of the chapel, offered the chapel to us anytime we need it, offered a, a little rec area to us anytime we need it. Why? Because he understands that people are lost without Jesus Christ. Encounter Church is going to grab a hold of this calling from God. We're going to passionately pursue what God has called us to do. Would you pray? Would you pray, God, what role would you have me to be in this? See, sometimes getting in the game is just being a prayer warrior. We're going to need people that stay here because if all of a sudden all 300 of this campus decides to go to Warrensburg, I'm going to be lonely. <laughs> We're going to need people to continue to push forward to advance here. We've got a big mission field in front of us in this area. Because Sedalia reaches about 35-mile radius all around us every given Sunday morning. But we're going to need people that will go there. That are willing to say, Lord, I want to do this. Lord, I don't have it all figured out. It's not necessarily the most convenient. But Lord, I'm trusting you. I believe in you. Those of you that are at Warrensburg this morning, you're, you're part of the body. You're part of our body there. I'm going to ask you to step up. Some of you have been sitting on the sidelines for too long. I'm going to ask you to be a part of what God wants to do. To advance the kingdom of God. Are we ready? Would you bow your heads with me this morning? God, we call out to you right now. Lord, this is a big task. I will dare say, God, this is the biggest task that we've taken as a church since our existence. Lord, we know, we know that when you're in it, there's no stopping it. Would you help us? Help us to advance the kingdom of God for you. Lord, help us to passionately press forward, to take possession of this calling that you've placed inside of us. We need you, God. In Jesus' name. With your heads bowed 
and your eyes closed. You're here today. And you say, Pastor, I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I know this wasn't a salvation message, but I believe that God can work in anything. And you say, I don't know Jesus Christ. I haven't given myself to him. I haven't asked him to come in and be my Lord and Savior. If that is you and today, you say, but today I want to do that. Would you be bold enough to raise your hand? Is that you? All across the house. Second question is this. You say, Pastor, I don't know what role I'm supposed to play. I don't know if that means I'm just a prayer warrior that stays at the Sedalia campus or if I'm a I'm one that's supposed to be part of the launch in Warrensburg. I don't know if I'm supposed to just help with the demolition and construction or if I'm supposed to go with that launch. I don't really know what it looks like. But today, I make myself available. And I say, God, whatever your will, I'm ready to do it. If that's you, would you stand to your feet this morning? All across the house, if that's you, would you stand to your feet? Jesus. I don't know what that looks like. It may just be to pray for the Warrensburg campus. It may be that that I go with the I don't know, but I'm willing. I'm willing to pray and say, Lord, whatever you have. Can I get everyone else to stand with me all across the house? Lord, right now, I pray for every person in this room today. I pray for those that are watching online. I pray for those that are at the Warrensburg campus this morning. Would you stir our hearts? Would you help us, God, to have the boldness, the courage, get out of the sidelines to stop just making noise in the risers and the bleachers but Lord help us to get into the game to move forward to advance your kingdom give us boldness give us strength give us determination to press on Thank you, Jesus. We give it all to you, God. In Jesus' mighty name.